just keep your attention on being, on being, then your sense of weight will vanish, because the being is weightless. A simple thing. As you think of it, immediately you are it. It hasn't got to be brought in from somewhere. As somehow the attention is just on just a simple sense of being, without creating any image about it. It's already here. The body is walking in it. The senses are functioning in it. But it is always the same, timelessly. One billion years ago, the being was just as it is now. Thousands of years from now, when we are left these farms, our being will be just as it is now. And mind is only momentary. Like waves passing through. Could it be so simple? <laughs> Is it so simple? <clears throat> because even the beingness itself cannot be said to be simple. There are no words in any language that can convey that essence. Just a change in uh, focus from observing forms and names and thought, and just relaxing the attention just in the space to be in the space in which all these come and go. That is the beingness. And don't keep the feeling that there's I watching the being. Just be the being. And even the I itself will melt in it. But it doesn't matter if melt or not melt. I can be there or not there because it makes no difference to beingness. What would it matter if you say, yes, I am just here resting in my being, or you say nothing at all? It is the same thing. If you don't think that anything makes a difference, there are no differences. attention really learns to acknowledge and rest inside the being, then everything is permissible. 
everything is. Because everything are just everything is just the being in manifestation and there are no differences. So perception by itself cannot distract only if we have the habit of plunging into our perception, into the object of perception. Then the waters of the being gets somehow disturbed. But these are only concepts. Because from the actual the actuality of being nothing happens. Unless and or until the mind says something happened, experientially nothing happened. This listening, this speaking is just occurring spontaneously inside the being. The being is not disturbed. Could you say that it is pleased? There's harmony. There's harmony. When the attention goes to the mind and uh, somehow begins to and forgets the root, then what you call disturbance takes place. But actually, even disturbance is also just an idea from the position of being. But from the position of identity, trouble. But from being, nothing. Nothing to hold, nothing to get rid of, nothing to change, nothing to heal. Nothing is old or new for it. And when I speak like that, I am wondering if you are following me inwardly with your own inner scanning, just to confirm it is so, it is so, it is so, it is so. Sound of the birds. Where is this sound? Out there or in here? When you listen like body, you say, Oh, the birds are up there, I'm hearing them, you're here, here. But as consciousness, it's all encompassing. Beingness is not the size of your body. <coughs> when you reflect on these things, more and more you have the sensation that you are like space moving inside space. 
What is space moving in space? When we have not defined ourselves, when the attention lives inside the beingness itself, one experiences this. When you ask, where exactly am I? What exactly am I? No answer can come. No location is found. Still, there is that vibration of being. And what joy to be freed from the narrow concepts of the mind. Keep the attention on being. Don't try to define being or imagine the being. Otherwise, you are already drifting away. But even drifting away also cannot exist outside of being. Just be being. Initially, it feels like some attention, a kind of vigilance or alertness must be present. This will gradually cultivate and become stronger until one finds that spontaneously there is no such thing as leaving or entering being. We are the being. Even the one practicing to become the being is actually the being itself in its dream as being separate. How strange! But at the same time, this all comes about because of our love for experiencing. And there cannot be experiencing without duality. So therefore we love duality, which is fine, but then we seem to get lost in it, because we consider that ourselves also as objects. And the proof of this is that we perceive other as object. So if other is object, I also is object. Even though it appears to be subject, it is kind of object also. So therefore there is a sense of uh, separation. I say a sense because in reality it is not there. So the whole point of all of this is that we come to know somehow. Even this I am about to say that we are one, but it is not the criterion. I would not put it like that. The simplest thing I can say is stay as the being. And gradually this, this union of the sense of separation and beingness, when they become one, this recognition somehow will touch and bless every other aspect of your expression automatically. Therefore, if we continue looking at each little area one by one, then you can be busy for a very long time. But if you go straight to the heart of it, 
And where will you go? Where is the being, if not right where you are? The very fact that you speak or hear or have a sense of existence is evidence of the being. They are one already. So only keeping the attention on the sense of being is not hard work. It becomes such exquisite joy. Then you see, but I'm making so much effort to be what is effortless. But in the beginning, this effort, although it is illusory, is also necessary. There was never a time when you were not. But there is a time when you are not personality and you are not this particular body. In the life, most times when we hear these things, they are presented only as ideas or belief. But I want you to know this and to experience this actually. So it is confirmed and verified inside your own being. It is not difficult. Simply keep the attention inside the being all the time. As you move, don't say, okay, now I'm going to sit and now I'm going to be the being. Because if you say like this, then automatically, although you don't speak it in words, you have given a permission to not be the being. Then there will be other times when you are not so much the being. And then when you decide, I'm going to be the being, you have a sense, now I am the being. And being is continuous all along. What I say that even if you first suppose you suppose you can't find time to relax, suppose you are there. Even I, I want to put it like that. Relaxing, of course, fine, relaxing. But it's not a condition of being. You understand? But if there's a condition of being, it means that there are some times when being is not. So, therefore, even if you were in such a situation where your body and mind very tense, because it is phenomenal and because it is subject to change, it is perceivable. And the fact that it is perceivable means that you can observe that. And if it is observable, it means that you are other than that. So that simple knowing occurs in the being itself. I gave the example of one man who called from Paris. I mean, I asked, "How are you?" He says, um, "I'm actually I'm not so well, not fine at the moment because I've been had a very stressful day, and I'm still at work. But I guess it'll be fine because in half an hour I'll be home, and then I'll be able to just relax." I said, no, 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 not, 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 not. You are cheating yourself out of half an hour because you set an expectation that when I do this, then I'm stressed now. But when I go home, which will be more than half an hour actually, when I go home, then I'll be fine. In a sense, you're giving permission to yourself that it's okay to be like this now because I look forward to 45 minutes. And it's not the 45 minutes because we have been spending thousands of years. It's not just the 45 minutes. It is the attitude itself. 
You see, that there's a time to be. It doesn't sound nice when we speak it out, but when you keep it inside, it feels like it's okay. But when you when you confess it out, you start to see, but that's not right. When I go home, I'll be fine. It's just saying, now I'm not fine. And so you use some the indicator of stress or the stress to indicate a measurement of yourself. And by doing that, in all, you create that. I wonder if we follow that. In a sense, we are being creative in a very negative way. Sometimes continuing with some assumptions and some what you may call um, We're saying things to ourselves that is not true. Then somehow imbibing this, you see, affirming this each day in subtle ways and building also, building up this inner negative vibration. You see. So this is why I point just stay neutral. If you don't know what to do, stay neutral also. Because there's so much space in that neutrality. It means rest also means rest us. If we don't learn to to remain in this neutrality, then your options is only to decide one thing or another. And therefore stress comes. And the natural the natural state of mind is to be at rest in its own emptiness. It's not always have to be on duty. You see? So when a thing, if it is required, comes spontaneously, something sprouts from the beingness, takes care of things, and then also go back to emptiness. This is why realized beings, they don't need to sleep very much, because they don't get mentally tired, and they don't give so much importance to how the body feels moment by moment. Their inner nature is always being. So it's as though they prioritize being. If you say that, I'm saying this for the moment, it's not the most uh, elegant words about it. They are just always the being. So sleep is just sort of coincidence. Is that, are you tired? I could be. <laughs> Perhaps not. I don't know. If need be, I am here for this. Then, if tiredness comes, then sleep comes also. See, there's not this continuous self-measuring. All what I'm speaking about is about you, about ourselves. I don't even want to say about ourselves, about ourselves. Because we're not merely individual selves in individual bodies, but innumerable bodies in the one self. This will come or appear inside the consciousness spontaneously. We don't have to work for that. Don't try to to 
believe this. Uh, just keep simple. Stay as the same. Said so if I was leaving town and I've just got on the train and he's pulling out of the station, and you say, Muji, final words? <laughs> Stay as the self. <laughs> One time I was in uh, Portugal, I was leaving. I think we were going back to London. We were on, actually on the on this station like that. And quite a few of the, the friends had come to say goodbye at the station. And the train is coming, and I said, Muji, leave something with us to say something. I said, but enough, no? He said, no, 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 say something final to us. Then the words are coming, and it says, there's nothing that I have to be. I don't even have to be myself. There's nothing I have to be. I don't even have to be myself. I am. That itself, imbibed in your heart, is enough relaxation. Because there is not a trying energy, there is not a waiting energy inside the consciousness now. Simply, things are unfolding. But how they unfold, or why they unfold, not my business. No need. So, it's an unfolding. Need I pay attention to this unfolding? If I want. <laughs> it is not a duty. You see? Therefore, the Master says, He says, nothing is happening. In this vast kingdom, we can say even here, what's happening here? Someone could, con could answer and say, Oh, birds are singing. You know, sadhus are washing. Oh, actually, too many things are happening that you can. I could not tell you how many things are happening. The physicists, the scientists, will always tell. Oh, it's innumerable atoms are flying all over the place. <laughs> but uh, the awakened one will say nothing is happening, or nothing. Is happening. <laughs> you see? And it will sing inside your heart because your heart will recognize the profoundity of that recognition. It will dance with joy. Each time we remember that life is not hard work, mind makes hard work. We were not born as slaves. The sage says, you are never born, but few can comprehend it. Why? Because it is so firmly fixed in our psyche that we are the body. And we have proof. A proof. Look. <laughs> Birth certificate. <laughs> what do you mean I was not born? This day. Do you remember being born? 
Um, well, my mother does. <laughs> what it means being, being born. The body is born. Also. I don't want to try and convince because there's resistance in the mind about these things. But when you intuit them inside your heart, then there's no place for you to argue. Beingness is not going about teaching. It simply is. To whom will it, who will it teach you? And yet it can be said that it is consciousness that is conversing with consciousness about consciousness. Such thing is that. And the conversations are not necessarily in words only, with actions also, with energy, with presence. So the self appearing in each form is offering darshan to each other like that. But don't think, oh yes, I am doing that. Watch this I. So it is best that we forget about everything like this, forget about the intention, because right there the cunning little mind comes. To offer some assistance. <laughs> so just stay as the self. If by now you have a, a sense, a deep sense of what it means when I say the self, then we don't have to explain very much. Because I cannot show a photograph of the self. I cannot put yourself and yourself up there and measure them. <laughs> so to understand these things, we don't have to use the school mind or the university mind. You have to use universal mind. You understand them in a universal being, you see. Stay as the self. Why stay? Why remain? Because it is already there. Don't become, because it means that you were not before. Remain means don't go with the mind. What's the difference between watching the thoughts without identifying and putting the Attention to being. Says, what is the difference? He's asking between watching the being or putting attention on the watching the thoughts without identifying. Staying, putting attention on the being is most easy thing than observing the thoughts without identifying. That's more difficult. Why won't you observe the thoughts? I will tell you, because what is the purpose of observing? Because there are some people, after four years, they're still observing. <laughs> then you are tired also, and you are miserable, because what is the point of observing? You know, 
Mr. Observer G. <laughs> what is the purpose of observing? Can we just keep on observing? Has anybody ever told us why? Just observing. <laughs> why we're observing, actually. It must be for a point. Because, and the point is this we are observing to clarify whether that, the object of observation, of perception, if it is real, if it has a inherent reality. This is what we are doing. Because and we are noticing everything comes and goes. Comes and goes. When I say it comes and goes, it doesn't it doesn't come physically and go physically, but it goes from the field of perception, cannot hold it. That's the nature of it. So it says everything comes and goes. Because the power of perception it cannot hold it. It's also by nature all things are coming and going. So therefore if all things come and go, then relax. Don't try to capture a cloud. You cannot. Everything is coming and going. Let it be like that. So this was the example I told you when one person was asking, I'm listening to you but still for me I've got this I've just separated from my girlfriend he said like this and you know my mind is just full of this and I can't take anything in this I have to solve something and I ask him what was your problem three problems ago this is the person I'm talking what was your problem three problems ago that as this at the same weight as this the same potency as this problem and he's scratching around I can't remember this one. Okay, two, two problems ago. Two problems ago. Two problems. Can't remember. Okay, that's maybe unfair. One problem ago. The problem before this problem. Can you revive it? I can't remember. So I said, if such is the nature of the problems, which were as intense as this one appears to be now then surely this one shares the same destiny also. It will pass. No? But while it's present, you know, we imbue it with so much importance, like, you know, this has to be solved, it's fading, it's fading. It has to be solved before it fades. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, let's save it in memory. <laughs> then I can perpetuate this problem, which is actually non-existent now, but saved. <laughs> What are we pointing at? That in deep understanding of this, let things be. Hold on to your being. Be self-aware. There are some things that come and they need attention, they need to be solved. So what will inform us as to what is an incredible thing to give attention and when not to? Well, don't work it out ahead of time. Stay as the being. And in the moment, you will know. Otherwise, we are preparing somehow a manual for existence. And it's going to cause trouble. Because life will not fit into anyone's manual, even into any scripture. So stay 
in your own intuitive being, like this we do. And in the in the moment of need, the right thing will come. But we don't trust this because we have been schooled, we have been trained to force, to project, to saturate the mind with intention. And so we are wearing tension and feeling that life is just waiting to turn into a catastrophe because we have so much anticipation, negative anticipation, which is in itself contributing to the life we are experiencing. Listen, but don't be a listener. It will find its own place. I hear what you Somehow, say. Uh, there's no restriction. Yes. I can feel the, the being and the spirits here. They are so close. And we are so connected. Yeah. They are very. Yeah. So you say, when I'm here, it is like that. So stay in the, the consciousness of this and keep moving and see when here becomes there. Don't think about it. Stay in here consciously and keep your keep moving in any direction and see when here becomes there. Because what happens is that we don't realize it but we create uh, kind of favorites in the universe. And so you say, here, when I'm here, I feel this. You see? Because you like here. And so you give permission to be more fully here. You say, I'm safe here. And this is nature, you see? But in the middle of Tiru is also nature. We are nature also. So if you don't give this uh, boundary, then nature is boundless. But if you say, it's like someone who says, mm, I love the sun. I love the sun. It is my favorite element. I love the sun so much that when the sun is here, I come alive. And they're living in England. <laughs> Then for about ten months of the year, you're going to be waiting for the sun. And, of course. And is it true? No. But we create this. And I'd like us to continue in the greatness of your being, to encompass everything, include everything, so that you don't limit the expression of your being. Of course, that's not to say, oh, here is the same as now. In a way, it is. Here is the same stuff. Here is the same. 
and it's here that you perceive from. This is the headquarters. When we are here, of course, we say, yes, there's less sound, less noise and pollution or whatever it is, and you can feel a sense of relaxation. This is natural thing. Then you say, when I'm here and I'm relaxed, then I can do this. But quietly, softly, we are creating a condition and presenting it as a truth, like as a fact. Beautiful. But guess what? We're running out of forests. <laughs> are we running out of being? So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. But don't say, yes, when I'm here, I'm fine. But there, mm, I don't recommend. <laughs> because then we create something which is not natural to our being, actually. It's not natural. Huh? It's funny because it says that Jesus lived in a place called Nazareth. And when they first heard uh, some people, oh, some early followers, they found him and they went and said to the, their friends, you know, we've found the one, we've found the Messiah, we found him. Where, 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 you, where you find him? In Nazareth. Nazareth? <laughs> Has anything good ever come out of Nazareth? <laughs> word for word, it says this in the Bible. Yeah, in Nazareth. Once there was one commander in one army, one girl was brought to live in the house of one commander of this army. And she was well loved, this, this child. Um, uh, and uh, then this uh, commander was a great, great uh, warrior, actually. And he was well respected and loved. Uh, and then what happened is that but he had uh, uh, leprosy, and he was slowly eating up his body. So they could not find any cure for him, and he was very dear to the king. And this uh, uh, Israelite girl, she says, um, amongst my people, there are prophets who can heal you. And she says, what are you speaking about? There is a prophet who can heal you. Then you must go and find him. His name is Naaman. You must find this prophet, and he will help you. So he, he told the king, and the king says, "Oh yes, anything to to make your life easier." So the king himself got a lot of gold as a offering, and he sent a retinue of soldiers and this commander. He sent them all the way into this place to go and find <coughs> this Israelite prophet. No. And so after a very long journey, they came to the abode of this uh, master. And first they, they were there waiting, and they were waiting for him to come out to greet them. But he didn't come out. And then he was getting a bit annoyed. <coughs> this this uh, commander is getting like, you know, he knows we are coming, we sent word, he's coming. Why has he not come out? It's not proper that we come to a place also is looking at the hermitage, it looks very, very simple, that normally these people should come out and they should at least greet us and offer us refreshments. He hasn't come out. So then the attendant to the Prophet came out and 